This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Look at verse 12. Young man Elihu, would you picture this? A young man confronting the greatest man in the East who's sitting in his ash heap with swords. Behold, Job, in this you are not right. I will answer you. Check this out. Good spot for Naaman coming up. You guys have been quiet for too long. For God is greater than man. Because you might be sitting in your suffering. You might be sitting in your horrible tears running down your face. Mascara, makeup all over your place. Your hair is a mess. And you might feel like, God, I don't deserve this. But it doesn't make you greater than God. God is still greater in mercy. Amen? God is still greater in justice. God is still greater in love. God is still greater in long-suffering. God is still greater in His grace. God is great. Greater than any man. You might have been the Billy Graham that the world never knew. And you might die an insignificant death. And yet God is good. And Elihu says, Job, I know you're suffering. But it doesn't give you the right to put yourself in a place of saying, God, you're wrong. And I am right. Because my friends couldn't prove me wrong. I see that I haven't done anything wrong. So there's only one way to intellectually bring closure to this. God, you are wrong. Know this. No matter what you go through and you're unable to make sense of it, God is never wrong. Elihu is going to unpack that a little bit more. You know, as I've I've been going through this, it's easy for me just to kind of commentate on this like what I'm doing right now, but I also want to apply to the context of your life. The world, folks, is full of angry people with God. They're so mad at God. They're mad at God for the loss of their child. They're mad at God because their marriage didn't work out. They're mad at God because the church closed down. They're mad at God because the president that they wanted wasn't elected. They're mad at God because they lost their job. They're mad at God because their pet died. And I can only only imagine the pain that you go through. And I wish I could sit there with you like Elihu and and, and wipe your tears with the truth from God's word. But I cannot sit there individually with you or in your home. But this is one way for you to build yourself up. Pain is real. Okay? God is real. And the reality of God is that he's always good. No matter what you're walking through. I might get ahead of my notes right now. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. For we know and I need you to know that all things work together for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Do not forfeit the blessing that awaits you because you're written off God as bad. Just because of your temporary season of suffering. I'm telling you this morning, God wants to shake the throne of the enemy in your life. And it begins with you admitting, accepting, and embracing that God is greater than your suffering. That God is greater than your pain. God is greater than the enemy that sowed tears among your wheat. God is great. God is great. And it's, it's such a beautiful relief while you're going through pain yeah. to stand and to say, God, you're great. Let me give you a quick illustration, okay? As you guys know, I've been having car troubles. It's weird, man. You talk to a computer guy, he's always having computer problems. You talk to a mechanic, he's always having car problems. You talk to a doctor, he's always having health problems. It's weird, right? It's crazy. I should stop tinkering with vehicles. Then I think my car troubles will end. But um, I told you earlier, our family car... Uh, my wife, I don't know, she's like a hot rod person. She races down the street and NASCAR driver and stuff like that. She broke the engine, man. Like they said, like your engine has a crack in it, okay? So I was like, hey, what do we do? Fine, you know, just get rid of it and, and we'll get something. And God said, no, wait. God said, no, stop. I'm not a prosperity gospel preacher, but I believe that my God loves to give good gifts to his children, okay? 
I don't have a car, don't worry. I'm not going to be like, and magically from the heaven a car fell. No, in fact, it was worse than that. So I also like to, like to wheel and deal a little. I like to buy a good project, fix it up, and sell it. So I had one of these projects, and I was like, hey, you know what? I can stick my million kids in here, you know, so drive it. And, and it was driving okay. It was driving fine. It had a check engine light, but I was like, we'll figure it out. And she's driving it. This week, she wanted to go see her sister. Okay, pull off one of those Mary Elizabeth things. It's like, I'm going to go. She's not pregnant. Don't worry. But she's like, I want to go see my sister. Her sister's, you know, pregnant. But anyways, that's okay to say it, right? Okay, anyways, yeah. Um, and so she goes all the way to Baker. She goes, see, you guys are too quiet, so I have to tell you funny stories to get you to laugh, okay? She goes all the way to Baker, which is quite far away, a lot of gas, and she comes back, and for some reason, I'm sitting in my driveway and waiting for her to come. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and I wanted to be done, and I'm, I'm, thank God I was sitting with her. She pulls in, and this car starts smoking, man. I, it's like, I'm like, it's going to catch on fire. And I, was like, I was like, babe, get the hose. She's like, no, I'll get the kids. And I was like, no, get the hose. It's fine. Like, we got five. It's all right. It's just the youngest one. You know? No, I'm kidding. And we get the hose, we hose the whole thing down, and I'm not kidding you. I clapped my hands, and I was like, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Because I've told you this before, and it's great when God walks me through seasons when I get to practice this. When I see darkness in my life, I immediately start looking for the glow-in-the-dark fingerprints of God. Because I know that if God is closing a door, he's got something else in store. Yes. And sometimes it's easy for me to sit and sulk and be like, why, God, car after... This is my second car in, like, what, two months that's going kaput on my life. I'm like, really, God? Like, what in the world, man? Like, come on. I mean, we had to hitch a ride to come to church this morning. You know? I mean, it's a good excuse to be late. I'm like, yeah, the person who's picking us up was late, so, yeah, it's fine. But um, I'm telling you, when you go through sorrow, when you go through suffering, God is still good. God is still good. You might lose stuff, but God is still good. Uh, um, Kids that are, actually adults, that are walking through childhood hurt, God is still good. Amen. God is still good. And I love that Elihu, the young man, is reminding Job that God is still greater than man. Job chapter 34, verse 4. Look at, look at this. Let us choose what is right. Let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, he's quoting Job again, I am in the right, and God has taken away my right. In spite of my right, I am counted a liar. Why, uh, my, my wound is incurable, though I am without transgression. I have not done anything wrong. I'm innocent, and I'm in handcuffs being put in the back of a cop car. God, you're wrong, and you're terrible at doing this. And Elihu is saying, Job, Job, has your suffering and your tears made you better than your creator? And I want to ask you, has your suffering made you better than your creator that you're turning against God? Job, has your tears caused you to turn against God now? You're making God your enemy? You're making God the one that you're going to judge now? How dare you, man? And he's asking Job, has your sensationalism left you stranded in your little island all alone? Know this. People who are offended are all alone not because the people around them aren't understanding. They're all alone because they've turned against God. If you're here and you feel all alone, it could be because you're angry at God. And if you feel like, no one understands me, I have no friends, I guarantee you, it's because you've turned against God. I talk to people almost every single week who are offended by church, who are offended by pastors, who are offended by Christians. They're not offended at the church. They're not offended at God, uh, at the pastor. They're offended at God. They're holding God in contempt. And they're saying, God, how could you do this to me? And they shake their fist at God. Oftentimes, people will find themselves isolated, and maybe you are, like Job. He feels like his friends don't understand him. It could be because your failure of your suffering is becoming your salvation. Just know, no matter how much you've suffered, you still need Jesus. No matter how much you've cried, you still need his grace. No matter how much you're suffering right now, you need an Elihu in your life who will call you back to the grace of God when you have begun to trust your pain. 
Look at Elihu's sarcasm in chapter 34, verse 7. What man is like Job? He drinks up scoffing like water, who travels in the company of evildoers, and he walks with wicked men. For he has said, it profits a man nothing that he should take delight in God. His sarcasm over there. Job, you come from being upright and righteous to now saying, what does it profit a man to be to live a righteous life. I'm going to talk about that next week, so come back again. What does it profit you to live a righteous life? Why should you live a righteous life? And Elihu, he's going to, he's going, twice in, in the next three chapters, he's going to bring this up. It's beautiful. And he's saying, Job, you become so righteous in your eyes because of your suffering that you think that there's no profit in actually delighting yourself in God. You see, please listen to this. It wasn't Job's sin that brought on his suffering. You remember? It wasn't a sin that is causing his suffering, but his suffering is causing him to sin. Pay attention when your suffering becomes your salvation. Because when your suffering becomes your salvation, you've lost the wisdom of the cross. You're depending on your salvation. You're depending on your pain to save you. Your sin might not have brought the suffering that you're in, but the suffering you're walking through can cause you to sin by turning against God. And this failure of this kind of reasoning comes because of a faulty thinking that God is not just, that he's not fair, that he's not right in his dealings. And this is number two, the fact. The fact is God is just even in your suffering. And I spoke about this just a few minutes ago, but God is just even in your suffering. Think about your life right now. The hardships and the pain that you're going through. I know that this message goes to India And quite a few people watch these messages in India. And this is really hard for me to unpack this particular point that God is just even in your suffering, but it is true. But at the same time, I cannot just beat you up with these truths and not have some emotions to feel the pain that you feel. Because I was talking to a friend of mine in India, a pastor friend. Uh, It was his birthday, so I called to wish him. And he was outside the hospital um, waiting to meet one of his, his, his leaders that's serving him in ministry that was on a ventilator. And so I prayed for him, I prayed for her, and the next day I'm checking uh, you know, his Facebook and he's conducting a funeral service for this person that had just passed away. What do you do when your suffering is so strong that you're conducting, on your birthday, you're moving away from the party and you're visiting your ministry leader who's dying. And the next day, you're conducting a funeral service. It's easy for the enemy to sweep in and to build his throne and to say, you see, God is not loving. You see, God is not just. You see, God is, is not treating you fairly and you need to turn your back against God. With a very heavy heart, I want to tell you, pain is real, but God's justice is real too. God is just and right in all his dealings, even when you're suffering. This is Elihu's uh, accusation against Job. He says, you say that God is not just and that he's partial towards the wicked. We saw this in verse 9 in chapter 34. For he has said it profits a man nothing that he should take delight in God. Because God is going to be, Job is saying, God is going to be patient with the wicked and he's going to be harsh towards me. So Elihu replies, therefore hear me, you men of understanding. Far be from it that God should do wickedness. And from the Almighty that he should do wrong. For according to the work of a man, he will repay him. And according to his ways, he will make it befall him. He's quoting what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that also will he reap. 
I told you Romans 8, 28, all things will work out together for good. Please listen to me now. You might be suffering, you might be struggling, you might be at the, at the bedside of a loved one who is dying. You might be in pain right now. Your sickness might be taken over. Your back might be hurting. You might not be able to walk straight, but God is still loving and God is still just. You do not know how long this is going to go. You do not know how the story is going to end, but God knows. And we know for a fact that God is loving. He did not spare his only son, sent him into the world so that in your suffering, you can find solace. In your suffering, you can find purpose. In your brokenness, you can find completeness in Jesus Christ. There's only one way for you to be able to make sense of your suffering is to know that God is just. If you're looking at the garment, for you to feel at peace, man, you're going to be depressed. If you're looking at your spouse, for you to be at peace, good luck. Looking at children, you're setting yourself up for failure. Believers, unbelievers, I want to invite you The only way for you to find peace in your suffering is to know that God is just. What a faithful friend Ellie who is young man who comes and says, Hey, Job, come on, man. You should know better than this. You are turning against God and you're saying, God, you're unjust. How are you going to find peace in your suffering when you think that the God Almighty is unjust towards you? He will dish out what you've sown. So if you really believe that, man, I've been walking with God, stay put. Like what we're going to see, we're going to see um, how this plays out in the other parts of, of Scripture. It's beautiful. Once again, some of what you have to walk through, I cannot even begin to understand or imagine the pain that you have to walk through. But do not let the enemy fool you in thinking that God is unjust. God has a plan even in your suffering. And he is always just. Job chapter 34 verse 16, he says, Now listen to me if you're wise. Pay attention to what I say. Could God govern if he hated justice? Are you going to condemn the almighty judge? For he says to kings, you are wicked. And to nobles, you are unjust. He doesn't care how great a person may be. And he pays no attention to the rich than to the poor. He made them all. He says, God does not play partial games. Man does that. People do that. God is not partial. You might be poor. You might be broken. And Eliphaz might look at you and talk down to you. God does not do that. I know this for a fact because even when I was young, I heard God speak to me and call me and speak greatness into me. And I'm like, me? Really? I remember in the backyard of my home or behind my house with tears in my eyes. And God spoke to me. And I was so shy to tell anybody because I'm like, they'd laugh at me. But I know God spoke to me. God did miracles in my life. Save me from the consequences of my stupidity when I was very young. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014, Eagle, Idaho, 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.